Okay, what is up? Um, I apologize for the wait. I, um, had started recording this episode and then got messed up, lost, um, couldn't figure out (laughs) what happened. So I'm re-recording the intro to let you know I'm sorry it's been, like, over a month since I posted a podcast. And, um, yeah, all the other segments were still pre-recorded except for the very final one and this. So they're a few weeks older and um that's why the review is of Gemini Man and not like Doctor Sleep. So um yeah, it was I talked in this one about big event movies and um it's leading to One of the topics I really wanted to cover since I started this, which was why Star Wars is failing right now. And, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, also, I do want to give a reminder about, um, my joke here of, you know, well, I always put music interludes, um, so try to guess the theme of (laughs) them, so I'm still doing that. I still have it set up where I'm doing that for this episode. So yeah, that's still a thing. And um yeah, I think I'm just going to go forward, record the last segment of the episode, get this podcast out there again. Very sorry about how long it took, but um yeah, I kept losing it and then, you know, I just lost interest in recording when that happened, but, you know, um, either way, just hope you guys enjoy this new episode. Alright, so, before I do get into, um, Star Wars and the fall of it, I want to start by complimenting the very first Star Wars. Yes, just Star Wars. Um, so I want to do this by talking about how important it was. So, the special effects were something that had never been seen. The practical effects were amazingly done. The score by John Williams was so perfect. And that is what... It's part of what kicked John Williams into being John Williams, the greatest um, movie composer possibly ever. I mean... You know, Star Wars did a lot of things right, and there's only been one movie that, as far as being revolutionary, in that sense, has come out in our time. And there's arguments for a second one. I can't, frankly, talk to this one, though. So, the first one, Avatar. Everyone remembers the 3D effects Avatar implemented, being the first of their kind, being amazing, and they are. It is absolutely great to see the way James Cameron wanted the 3D effects done in Avatar, and the movie is forgettable other than that. But Star Wars, Star Wars isn't forgettable. People who watch the first Star Wars can tell you what it's about after at least one watch. Sometimes it takes two. 
you know. But Star Wars sticks with people. Avatar just doesn't. The characters are bland. The movie wasn't great. And that's the thing. When you talk about an event movie, a movie you have to see in theaters, you have to see this way in theaters, like Avatar. You had to see Avatar in 3D. If you just saw regular digital, you weren't going to get why the movie was great. Because the movie wasn't great. The effects were great. Star Wars was... Star Wars was a good movie with amazing effects. So, I was talking earlier, another movie I can't speak to is Gemini Man. I saw it. Um, I might do a review real quick before I get into Star Wars also. But I can't tell you about the whole, you have to see this in 3D that I've been hearing. Like, you have to see this in 3D. It's the best thing for 3D since Avatar. Because it wasn't playing in 3D at our theater. So I never saw it in 3D. So I can't speak to that, but I can do a review on the story. I still think it's a more memorable story than Avatar. But maybe that's because I saw it a week ago. So, um, regardless, I'm going to probably do that review. This was just kind of a way to show how event movies should be. If it's going to be an event because of the effects... It should at least be a good story. A memorable story. Star Wars is good. Star Wars is memorable. Avatar is not. Gemini Man, I don't know about the effects. I don't know if they were honestly that amazing. I was reading early reviews and they said they were, but I can't speak to it. And the story, well, I'll cover that in my review. Okay. Give right to the review. Gemini Man was a movie that was good, forgettable, but still more memorable than Avatar. Um, I could imagine with the actual fear effects, which like I said, I didn't get to see for Gemini Man. I did with Avatar. The fear effects, maybe it makes it even more memorable. Maybe it makes it more forgettable. Maybe that's why Avatar is forgettable. Because you're so caught up in the special effects you didn't pay attention to the story. Maybe the story was good. I have to revisit it. I might might do a review of that in one of my next episodes. No, I got too many other things to review. Zombieland 2. A review is coming next week. Because... I'm probably going to go see it a second time. Maybe a third time by then. <laughs> I, I loved it. I'll spoil that part of the review. Gemini Man was good. I I mean, some of the effects you could see without being in a 3D theater. You know, the de-aging of Will Smith, which was amazing. It looked like the Fresh Prince. It didn't look goofy. It looked realistic. Um... You know, some of the action scenes were amazingly coordinated considering, you know, Will Smith is against himself in most of them. Um, 
I mean, yeah, it was just a very solid movie. It wasn't, you know, wasn't too special. It was a solid movie. If I gave it a 1 to 10 score, I'd give it about a, about a 6, maybe a 7. It's, you know, it's not bad. It's forgettable. Um, that's about really all I gotta say about that one. It, it's nothing special. Alright, so now the sad topic's coming up, so we gotta put a sad song in. Okay, so I have been dreading talking about this for the longest time. Um, so I gotta talk about it though, and that is Star Wars and why it is failing. So, what... I want to start by saying is I personally enjoyed The Last Jedi. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed The Force Awakens. And I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Rogue One. And I know a lot of people loved Rogue One. But I I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of Rogue One. I felt The Force Awakens was too... Oh, hey... Here's a a new hope again. Yeah, you know you like it because nostalgia. And, you know, I saw that be paramount. I saw everyone, oh my god, it was so good, it was so good. It's like, yeah, it's a new hope again. So, um, either way, that rant aside, where I was going with why it's failing is because oversaturation. You know, all people had, let's see, so Return of the Jedi came out in 1985, right? So that would be three episodes that took eight years to come out over that time, okay? And everyone loved it. It was nostalgic. It was making a ton of money in sales from all sorts of stuff. It had an expanded universe in books. It had a couple subpar TV movies. Um, Yeah, and everyone just still loved Star Wars. And then that went on for 14 years. Everyone enjoying it. The universe expanding through novels. And then they... I'm not... I shouldn't say rebooted it. Relaunched it with a prequel trilogy. They had the prequel trilogy, you know, and The Phantom Menace, it was one of the highest grossing movies ever at the time it came out, and it, um, despite that title, people weren't happy with it. People weren't happy with Jar Jar, people didn't like certain aspects of Little Anakin, they didn't like all the CGI you know, it was losing something that made it so magical. And then that trilogy went on. Attack of the Clones is... I don't know if I'd say it's my least favorite Star Wars movie. I, that goes to Solo, but it's definitely the most boring Star Wars movie. I mean, it's got the great um battle, you know, Battle on Geonosis, where you got... 
all the Jedi's there, and it it was cool. I loved the ending, but so much of that movie was absolutely nothing entertaining. <laughs> so you get what I'm saying. It's kind of on a bad trend. But I actually thought Revenge of the Sith was good. And Revenge of the Sith came out in 2006, I believe. So, again, it took seven years to release that trilogy. And I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Um, well, I'm not sure I enjoyed the whole trilogy. But I don't hate the trilogy. And... I definitely loved Revenge of the Sith. It is one of my favorite movies. The Battle on Mustafar might be my favorite scene in the entire um, saga. and Well, the, actually the entire series because there were... I can say how I didn't like Rogue One. There were some pretty cool scenes to it. There was some cool stuff. But no, um, I really liked Revenge of the Sith. And then it lied dormant until Disney bought it in 2012. And then 2015, we were told, hey, or no, 2012, when they bought it, we were told, hey, in 2015, we're launching a sequel trilogy and we're going to have the original cast and everyone's going to love it. The Force Awakens came out came close to box office records. Well, it broke the domestic, but it came close in global. So that was a really good sign, and it was reviewed so well. And then they released Rogue One the year later, and then The Last Jedi the year after that, and then Solo six months after that. And my point here is what they did was they oversaturated the market, People, what made it so good was it took time to release three movies and then they went to a movie a year. That was the mistake. Marvel can do it because they're trying to grow such a large universe that is set in so many different places and they can jump timelines with that one. And there's a lot more you can do with Marvel where they can release multiple movies a year and it doesn't feel oversaturated. Star Wars, it's. It's so centered on the characters and where it's at at this point that it cannot do that. It just, I don't know. But I know everyone has said oversaturation is killing Star Wars. And for the most part, I'm going to just say that is probably the biggest part of it. I'm not going to say that's all there is to it. But... What else goes with it is the whole, I hate bringing this term up because I feel I have to explain it every time just in case people don't know what it is. The social justice warriors who are going to go and say, we want equality. And then you end up with a Mary Sue character. Again, something I have to explain. A Mary Sue is pretty much a flawless character right away. Who's got no downsides and has no arc and is supposed to be loved by everyone. But 90% of the time, those characters are the ones that end up hated. Like, look at Captain Marvel. People 
hate how Captain Marvel's been portrayed because yeah, she's been portrayed as dominant, but it's almost unflawed, you know, and that's not that's not fun to see. And it was the same way with Ray, you know. Everyone was so excited when, without any training, she used the Jedi mind trick, and then, you know, she got Luke Skywalker from the snow over Kylo, and then pretty much won in a lightsaber fight with no training, and, you know, all this great stuff, and then in The Last Jedi, she's getting trained, but pretty much is still perfect and only gets better, you know, it, it's a character that doesn't have an arc because there's going to be a rise a fall and then a redemption that is the perfect arc but ray it's pretty much been a stripe rise and speaking of rise maybe the rise of skywalker can fix this i don't know oversaturation still one of the biggest problems maybe the biggest so maybe it's not going to help what it could do is it could at least fix that problem with there being the Mary Sue character and how social justice warriors, you know, every, all equality should be pushed. Um, You know, let's have an Asian woman. Let's have a female be the lead. Oh, let's have, you know, all these different, you know, races and, oh, all the genders and, you know, it, it's okay. Yes, it's great to have all that. I'm not saying that not have. I am not saying that there shouldn't be people of color in these movies. I'm not saying there should not be females in these movies. What I am saying is they don't have to be shoved down our throat and a reminder of, hey, raise a female. Hey, did you know raise a female? Oh, hey, did you realize that um Finn is black? Oh, what about Rose? Yeah, she's an Asian woman. So, yeah, that's double. You know, we get that shoved down our throat about how important that is. That is the problem, okay? Is the way it gets shoved down our throat that they're being equal. It's like, okay, we get it. Now release a good movie and don't shove it down our throat again, (laughs) you know? So, either way, sorry about that little rant, but I had to explain what they were. And that, back to what I was saying with The Rise of Skywalker. It could redeem it. Maybe. I don't I don't really think it could. Because here's the problem. If her arc has already gone so far up, and it's only been a rise so far through two movies of a trilogy, it's hard to have a fall and a redemption in the same movie. But, but then again, maybe, maybe she's not the focus. Maybe Rey has never actually been the focus of this trilogy. There's one name I haven't mentioned. I have mentioned Kylo Ren in this video, right? So, let's think about it here, okay? Kylo Ren was the villain, you know, the problem. And, um, oh, sorry about the kind of pause I was checking, because I couldn't tell if I was actually recording or not, and I've been talking for, like, 11 minutes on this. So I'm like, oh, I really hope I was recording. <laughs> um... Yeah, so anyways, what I was saying with Kylo Ren is, think about it, in the 7th movie, he was having kind of a, you know, conflicting, you know, 
he seemed like he was battling the light and the dark. There's kind of a, a rise from he had already fallen. We had heard about it. It kind of got more of a glimpse in eight, but didn't really know. Kind of saw a rise of him in seven. Even when he he killed Han, everyone can see with it. Han hit the button. He ignited the lightsaber. He Han essentially killed himself because he didn't want his blood to be on Kylo's hand. Because if his blood was on Kylo's hands, it it would have confirmed Kylo being a villain. So then there's still a rise happening with him. And then in episode 8, well, he killed Snoke. It looked like he's still rising. But then there's what he announced. And then there was killing Luke. And he fell again. And now people are thinking Kylo could turn to the light side here. And what I want to see more than anything. I don't want to see it be him and Rey battling the Emperor. Because then it's episode 6 rehashed, rehashed again. It's another Return of the Jedi. We don't need that. Like I said, we don't need that stuff to happen again. But I'd want the Emperor to manipulate Rey. And have Rey fall into being a villain at this point. Because I think that would allow for the fall. And don't don't make it, oh, she was just, you know, brainwashed. Or, oh, she was being controlled by Palpatine when it happened. But have Kylo be redeemed there. Have Kylo fight Rey, but have them on different sides than they normally have been. And let this be a way. Maybe then he can redeem Rey. And maybe if he can redeem Rey, they both have their arcs. And it works. But you cannot make it where she was being controlled by Palpatine. It needs to be her choice. To do that bad end turn again. And then it shows flaw in her character. That maybe we should have seen more. In the first two. Her pull to the dark. It was hinted at an 8. But it was kind of a. Well yeah but she's not actually joining Kylo. So who cares. You know. <laughs> it kind of just got disregarded. And it was a flaw. You know. But it was a flaw that was so kind of brushed over even when it was a focus that it didn't feel like she was a human with flaws she felt like perfect character who felt a pull towards using that perfection towards bad <laughs> you know that's about all it felt like and she never even used it towards bad so it really didn't matter and um yeah so I was more upset going into this until I really talked about it. And I I didn't see the Rise of Skywalker trailer until, like, the brand... Well, not brand new at this point, but the new one until after I had, um... You know... Recorded the bits that I was able to recover that I had here. Um, for this podcast before recording this in the intro again. So I hadn't seen the Red Skywalker one and now I have. 
So I feel a lot better about it. It does look like it could be a pretty good movie. The problem is it doesn't feel like enough people care. You know, they talk about Galaxy's Edge. You know, Disney thought this was going to be the biggest thing we've ever done at one of our parks. And it's it's failing. Tickets are not selling. People are not willing to pay that. They discount it down and people are still not willing to pay to go to it. Um, and that could be that it's lack of interesting. But Star Wars toy sales are so far down that, again, it's... Do people care about Star Wars anymore? I, I personally still... I still like Star Wars, but I don't care like I used to. Yeah, I'm going opening night. Yeah, maybe I'll go dress in my Kylo Ren costume. Maybe I won't do that. I'm going opening night, though. But I wouldn't have... If I wasn't worried about just hearing the spoilers. And, yeah... I guess if I'm worried about hearing the spoilers... I do kind of still care. But before I do it because of the excitement... Yeah, I didn't want to get it spoiled for me. But I go opening night... Because I'm so excited to see this. And now I'm just like... I just don't want to get it spoiled. That's the only reason it's opening night. Otherwise, I'd be fine waiting a week or two. You know? And that's that's not what Star Wars ever should have been. It shouldn't have been. Well, I'll wait a week or two and I'll be happy. You know, that's not what this saga has been. Especially not the Skywalker saga. Like I said, I hate Solo. I passionately hated that movie. I didn't think it was a good movie. I still do not believe it's a good movie. And nothing's going to change that. I did not like that movie. I honestly felt it was more... I don't know. I'm not not saying do what you did with Leia in Rogue One. Where you had Carrie Fisher's face CGI'd on. And, you know, just de-age... Harrison Ford and have him play Han again for Solo. But I just didn't feel like it was Han Solo. It felt like it was someone else because he doesn't remind me enough of Harrison Ford to be like, yeah, you know, I could see him being what, you know, Han Solo was. He doesn't feel like that to me, you know? So... Either way, I just kind of... I'm hoping Rise of Skywalker ends up as good as the last couple trailers have looked. And, you know, I'm hoping it can be saved. But right now, I still want to say... I think Star Wars, with the decline toy sales... With the failure of Galaxy's Edge... With the declining box office the last few movies... And all of this kind of due to oversaturation and... A failure to know what the fans really want is what's is why I feel right now I can say, unfortunately, Star Wars is dead. It's it's done. Couldn't like I said, I hope Rise of Skywalker can redeem it, but there are very few ways that's doable. You know what? Maybe it can surprise me and do it in a way I don't even see happening. And if it can do that. Well, you know what? Give J.J. Abrams an Oscar. 
but don't actually because I I don't think he deserves one because it'll probably just be Return of the Jedi again, but everyone will be really happy at first. So, alright, well, that does it. And my theme with music was songs in Quentin Tarantino movies. So, <laughs> yep, so going to send you out with one last one. Thank you for listening to a rather long episode where I had multiple rants in my final segment. And, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be posting weekly again. And next week will be my next episode. I'm going to talk about Broadway adaptations out of movies and movie adaptations out of Broadway musicals. And, you know, it'll be a grand old time. But, um, yeah. At least, at least I think that's my plan. I don't know. It might change in a week. But that's my plan for now. So hope you guys are ready for that episode. Thanks for listening. See y'all later.